Hello everyone and welcome to another Chatterbug stream. My name is Max Roberts. Let's learn some English. It's good to see you on this beautiful spring day. And I have so many questions today. Um, I was overwhelmed by the number of questions that I had. So thank you, thank you, thank you for all your brilliant questions. Um, these were really challenging, some of these questions. So they have been really good inspiration for streams that I will do. I will definitely try and do streams on some of these topics. Um, the first question was from Elfrida, and it was about when we use have and when we use of. Um, and for Elfrida, this was a bit difficult because in, Eng in German, they use the same word for both in many situations, fun. Um, so I can understand why this is difficult. I speak German myself, and I know that between English and German, there are a few difficulties on this subject. So, summed up quickly, of shows possession, of shows possession, he is a friend of mine, he is a friend of mine, whereas from shows the origin of something. So I can't say he is a friend from mine because from is something coming from something else. The origin and it comes out of. That's like how I like to see it. So this orange comes from Spain. So it doesn't belong to Spain anymore. Now it's in England or Germany or wherever, but that's where it came from. Now we do say things like, you know, um, in old, old English you would say like, he is of, uh, he is of the kingdom of whatever, but we don't really say that anymore. So we really now just talk about of being more possessive or from being the origin of something. So I've found two similar sentences and I'm going to show you the difference. Have you read the works of Shakespeare? Have you read the works of Shakespeare? Because they belong to Shakespeare. They are his works. Or these words come from Shakespeare. So it's almost like they've come out of Shakespeare. So if you think of, I'm holding it, it belongs to me. Whereas from, it's coming out of whatever. So I hope that makes sense. I hope that answered your question. I could do a stream on this. This is a very complex topic. Um, so I could absolutely do a stream on this. Elfrida had another question about the word order of a sentence um, and specifically about the word already. So already, let's look at this sentence. I already have a TV, I don't need another one. So why do we say I already have a TV, I don't really need another one and not I have already a TV. Now that sounds wrong in this context. And that is difficult. That is quite a tricky thing. I already have a TV. Um, so we put the already before the have if it is a possessive have. So I have a pair of glasses. I already have a pair of glasses. These glasses belong to me. I already have a pair of glasses. Um, and actually, we can be a bit flexible with this. We can say, I have one of those already, or I already have one of those. So this is where we're talking about possession. 
But there's another way that we use have. So I have something, possession, or I have seen something. And this is called an auxiliary verb. Um, and so this sets up a verb in a sentence. So I have seen a movie. Um, like in German, we do it as well. Um, ich habe gesehen. I have a movie. Um, so, in the cases where it's not a possessive have, but an auxiliary have, then it becomes, it comes after the have, but before the verb. So, I have seen the movie, I have already seen the movie. We wouldn't say, I already have seen the movie. So, to sum up quickly, if we're talking about something belonging to me, um, I already have one of those, I don't need another one. But if it's a functional verb, I have already seen the movie. Um, very, very good. Uh, Millie said, I have already watched that movie. Absolutely correct. And I've just seen another question from Ola at the bottom. Um, I, will answer, I will answer that at the end. Um, I had a question from Boduk. What does bribery mean? What does bribery mean? Ooh, I wonder what you're reading. That's very interesting. So, bribery refers to the offering, giving or soliciting of any item of value as means of influencing the actions of an individual holding a public or legal duty. Oof, that is a complicated definition. So, let's simplify it. Let's Simplify it. <laughs> that is not an easy answer. So, let's say I'm driving my car too fast and a police officer stops the car and he says, you're driving too fast, give me your license. And I realize I don't have a license. And he goes, well, you have to go to prison then. And then I go, hey officer, Let's not be too hasty. I've got all this money in my wallet and I don't know what to do with it. Maybe if you take it off me, we can forget about this whole situation. And the officer takes it and I don't go to prison. So bribery is the idea of giving money or items to someone in a position of power or authority to get what you want. Usually so you don't go to prison or maybe to do something that isn't good for like the environment or the planet. If a politician gets a bribe, it means that someone is giving him things or giving him money to make him do what they want. Um, so it's a very, very bad thing. It's very illegal, um, but it happens a lot in countries, especially where there's a lot of corruption. Um, so, yes, absolutely, bribery is quite a naughty thing. He bribed the policeman so that he wouldn't go to prison. That means he gave the policeman a bit of money and he's not going to prison. And we call this bribery. So the, pr the crime is called bribery. You can be arrested for bribery. Uh, our next question was also from Boduk. And you were reading something, I think it's Benjamin Franklin, who wrote... But we have plenty and live well nevertheless, though by being soberer, we might be richer. 
And you were asking about the word soberer. Now, this is hard English. This is really advanced English. Um, and actually, the reason why it's difficult is because it's using an old-fashioned use of sober. So languages evolve, language changes, and the word sober doesn't have this meaning so much anymore. So we're looking at the word sober. Now today, in today's English, sober usually means giving up something like addictive or bad for you, especially around alcohol. So if I live, if I am sober as a person, it means I don't drink alcohol at all. Uh, if someone says, are you sober? That means either are you drunk or are you not drunk or do you drink at all? So if you say he is, he used to drink a lot, but now he is sober, it means he doesn't drink anymore. And it can also mean serious or unfunny. So it's a bit of a sober outfit. And that means it's probably like black and simple. No exciting things on it. No decorations, nothing. Sober. So it either means sort of giving up something addictive or bad, or not having something that's addictive or bad, or also not frilly, not fun, not enjoyable. And so a sober lifestyle would be someone who lives more simply, not so extravagantly and lavishly. And so in this context of the quote, it means they live with less luxury. So let's look at it again. Let's look at the quote that you sent me. Um, it's really difficult. Um, so, but we have plenty. This means we have a lot of money or items or wealth. Um, and live well, nevertheless. So he's probably said before this something like, you know, we don't have as much as we had before, but we do have a lot and still live well. But, he's saying, by being soberer, so by living more simply, by not having more things, we might be richer, and I think he means richer sort of in spirit and in mind. So they often say, with money comes problems, uh, and so in this case, we might be saying something like, you know, by living more simply, we will be happier. It might be saying something like that, but that is really hard English. I had to sort of look that up. That took me some time to work out. That's something that we might talk about in an English class for English people. Uh, my next question was from uh, Diana J. Should I watch movies with or without subtitles? Now, I think this depends on what you are trying to learn or how you are trying to learn. Um, and I think there are, it can mean a couple of, it sort of depends what your learning goal is. So I would say, if, you're, if you've gotten to a place where your English is really advanced and you just want to test your listening um, and to see how much you can understand without subtitles, then watch without subtitles. But for me, this is more about testing the level you are already at. Um, it's very hard to learn new words without an explanation. If I say a word you've never heard before, blah, 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 and you don't know what it means, you could only really work it out from the context. So if your goal whilst watching a movie is to learn new words or recognise more words, I think it's better to learn to watch with the subtitles. So if I take, for example, my le level of French, I would rather watch without subtitles because I want to see how much I understand without reading. So I prefer to try and watch without subtitles to learn. That's the stage I am with French. But with Japanese, if I watch without subtitles, I just don't understand 
much of it at all. And so with the subtitles, it helps me pick out words. It makes me go, oh, well, I understood that word, so this other word must be this one in the subtitles. So I would say it depends on your learning level. Diana J, your English is always very good in the chat, so I do feel like maybe it is worth you trying to watch without subtitles sometimes. My best tip is watch a film that you already know without subtitles and watch new films with subtitles. So if it's a film you already know really well and you know the story, you can watch without subtitles and still follow what's going on. Where if it's a new film and you don't watch with subtitles, you might miss important parts of the story. Um, I had a really interesting question, uh, and it was from, uh, who was it from? Um, Edith. What is happening with the streamers? Why are there fewer than there used to be? So, Chatterbug is a young company. Um, the streams has always been an experiment. Uh, we've always been trying different things, trying our best to make it work, uh, trying all sorts of ways to really, really engage our audiences. Um, and it's been an interesting, interesting thing. We have learned a lot throughout. And there have been different stages, different things to do, different things to try. Now, obviously, as streamers, we all have lives outside of Chatterbug Streams. Um, for a lot of us, it's not the only way that we make our money. Um, and a lot of us do it because we love it. Um, so, in the case of the other streamers, I don't know all of their own stories, but for certain, some of them will have gotten jobs that they wanted to do, which means they can't do streams anymore. Some of them will have moved on to different things. Um, and, you know, for some of us, we've been doing it for two years, and it's just time to try something new. Now, obviously, as a young company, it's always interesting to see what happens next. Um, and I love streaming, and I will do it as long as I can. Um, it's, it's always wonderful. But, of course... I do have a life outside of Chatterbug, and so at some point, you know, we'll have to see what happens. Um, and then Edith was also asking, I want to know what I can do to guarantee your presence in Chatterbug. I enjoy it a lot. Well, for me, the most important thing is just having viewers who enjoy my streams. I love doing streams. I love hearing from you in the comments. So that's the most important thing for me. Um, so thank you very much for being a part of my experience at Chatterbug as well. Um, with the full question um, that there are fewer streamers now, I obviously can't answer for any individual streamer. Um, I can only answer for myself. Um, but yes, I do recognise it is a smaller team um, than it used to be, but I'm still here and I still love doing it. Um, very good. Uh, Tobias asked me, what is furry dance? Now, I've never heard of fairy dance, and so I had to look it up. And I read that fairy dance is a traditional event that takes place each year in Helston, a small town in Cornwall, England. And people dance through the streets and into some of the houses. Now, I will say Helston is a very, very small town in a very remote part of the UK. So I would not say many English people know about this. Um, I'm amazed that you have heard of this, because I've never, ever, ever heard of this. Um, and it looks fun. Uh, it sounds like it's a celebration to celebrate the end of winter and the arrival of spring, and the people go through the town in fancy clothes and dance with each other, which sounds lovely. I'll tell you now, I've never seen anything like this in London, so I think it is probably a, um, 
only local in this small, small town. But what a lovely thing. I enjoyed learning about it as well. Uh, Tamias had another question. Um, are the sirens different in the UK? So a siren is the noise that the emergency vehicle makes. Um, so, you know, when you hear a police car or an ambulance or a fire, um, fire engine, then you know that there is uh, one coming and you should be careful. You know, you have to clear the road, make space for them. If you're a pedestrian, make sure that you're not crossing the road, even if there's a green light. It just means be careful. And they do sound different in each country. Um, they sound, um, yeah, they sound very, very different in each country. And so when I first mo moved to Berlin, that was one of the first things that when I wake up in the morning, I know that I'm not in my home country because they sound different. Because, so in Berlin, they're kind of like, do, 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 do. Whereas in England, they sort of go, <laughs> they sort of made that sound. Um, so they kind of go up and down, like, <laughs> but again, it depends from city to city, from country to country. So have a listen on YouTube. They are different in England, for sure, than they are in Germany and the US. Um, and then one more question from Tobias. Why are English taxis black and do you still use them or do people still use them? Uh, great question. So my home city of London is full of what we call black cabs and these are the traditional taxis that you can find in England. If the light is on, it means the taxi is free and so you can wave or hail the cab, we call it, hail the cab and they should drive and pick you up. And they do still exist all over London and other British cities. They have a very unique shape. Now, why are they black? Um, so I found out that it was in the 60s when they were being produced, they decided to make all of them black because it was the cheapest color and also it just meant that they were all the same. So you can recognize straight away a cab. And this really works. When you're in London and you see black cabs, you spot them straight away. They are very, very noticeable design. They look different from normal cars. But they, cars, but they were only black because black was cheaper at the time, which is interesting to me anyway. Um, I didn't know that, I had to look that up. And do people still use them? Yes, but they're very, very expensive. They're much more expensive than Uber or um, other sort of taxi apps. And so I would say, if you get a black cab, it's usually a bit of a sort of tourist thing. Like I'm in the center of London, ooh, I'll get a black cab through touristy London. Now there's been a lot of fighting between black cab drivers and things like Uber, because black cabs obviously are more expensive to run. Black cab drivers go through a lot of training to become a black cab driver. They all know London in the back of their head, like off by heart. You can say, take me to Marlebone High Street and they know exactly where that is. Or, oh, I live on um, Agincourt Road in Hampstead and they'll know exactly where that is. And so they'll take you there. Um, whereas Uber drivers are usually, you know, they have a sat nav or, um, or other ways to get around. Uber drivers also aren't trained in the same way. So of course Uber drivers make less money than black cab drivers, but it means no one wants to get black cabs anymore, 
and so they are having problems. Um, is it available for, or for people or for local people? Yes, you can use them, but I would say Londoners don't use them as much as they used to. Um, which is a shame because they are nice, but they're so expensive. I mean, I could never get them because I just thought it's too, it's too expensive. Um, Anna asked me, what is the difference between, you use the example reading, um, I wrote down playing, it's the same thing, I like to play or I like playing. I like to play or I like playing. Well, there isn't really a difference between the two. I like to play or I like playing. I would say they're pretty much used in the same way. The only thing I would say is that I like to play is used more in US English and I like playing is used more in UK English. I like to read is more US English. I like reading is more um, UK English. Um, I'm just trying to think if there's any difference in the tone for me. And I would say not really. Um, I like to play or I like playing. I suppose like I like playing is more like the action of it. So whilst I'm doing it, I enjoy it. Like I like playing whilst I'm doing it. Whereas I like to play is more like the activity. So I like shooting or I like to shoot. So I like to shoot. Maybe the idea is just like, I'm not saying like, a specific type of shooting, I'm saying just with any gun, anywhere, anytime, whereas I like shooting to me suggests I like the sport of shooting. But really the difference is like tiny, tiny, and I would say I wouldn't worry about it. Just use whichever one feels more comfortable to you. Um, and the other question, Anna was really challenging me today with some questions about commas. I will do a stream about commas, I think because it does cause a lot of confusion. Um, I think even a lot of English speakers are relaxed with how they use commas. Um, it's not taught so strictly in school. It's just something you get a feel for on when to use commas. Um, so the question was, can you use a comma before if? Or Anna had heard you can never use a comma before if. And this isn't always true. So in the sentence like this, I will visit the tower if I go to London. That, we don't use a comma. We don't use a comma between I will visit the tower if I go to London. Um, I will uh, wear my rain jacket if it rains. There, we don't use a comma. But if what I'm saying is incorrect, feel free to correct me. Here, you can use a comma before the if because if is like a statement. Uh, if is like an exclamation and announcement. So, but if what I'm saying is correct, is incorrect, feel free to correct me. So if, if I'm comparing two things directly, like if when I do this, I'll do this, if this happens, we don't use one. But if it's like an announcement, if what I'm saying is correct, feel free to correct me. Um, so because it comes after but, it's okay. Um, so, with that in mind, that is also how you do it with however. So, because a comma comes after however, you can do it before if. So, if I go to New York, I will go to the theatre. However, if I go to London, I will not go to the theatre. So, there we can use the comma after however, uh, because the if starts the clause, uh, it starts that section of the sentence, uh, so it is absolutely fine to have a comma before that.
Um, and now, those were the questions that were written in before. Let me just answer some of the questions you've written in the chat, because there are so many good questions today. Uh, Ola wrote, My question is, Max, can you see our answers in the lesson box? Who gives what answer? Or just the quantity of right and wrong answers? So, um, for the right and wrong answers, I can't see who answered what. Uh, so, um, if it's just like, where you click on the answer and it goes green, or it stays black, the only thing I can see is how many people clicked on that. It is completely confidential. Uh, so do not worry, I never go, I can never see an answer and go, that person got the answer wrong. So it is safe, it is safe, I promise. Um, I can't see who answered correctly or incorrectly. Um, and uh, with the questions where you type in the answer, I, I can see who wrote what answer. Um, so if you, if you wrote like, my favourite food is, you know, I say, what is your favourite food? And you say, my favourite food is curry, then I can see that you wrote that. But I cannot see answers where you click on a question. Um, very good. Uh, who else is here? Any more questions? Um, <laughs> thank you, Essie, saying I'm smart. Thank you very much. Uh, I really appreciate that. I mean, I did research these questions before, so, you know, I cheated a bit. Some of these I didn't know. Uh, Elfrida, I love the streams with Danielle and you. It was always very funny. Yes, so Danielle isn't with Chatterbug anymore. I had a lot of fun with Danielle, um, and uh, it was always great to do videos with her. Um, so, they're some of my favourite videos as well, absolutely. Comparing UK and US English was always, always a lot of fun. Uh, very, very good. And then Anna asked me a question. Um, without comma before if in conditionals. Um, so, like, if I were rich, um, then I would do this. Mm. Yeah, it's the same thing. So if I said, however, comma, if I were rich, I would do this. So it's fine, because however has to have a comma after it, you're okay to sort of put it before any if that comes after. So I think that's okay. With um, uh, the conditional sentence on its own, if I were rich, there wouldn't be a comma. So I would just say, if I were rich without a comma, not if, comma, I were rich, no. Great, and that's the end of the stream, everyone. Um, there were so many questions today, but I really enjoyed it. You all asked fantastic questions. So, thank you, thank you, thank you for watching. And I look forward to seeing you all on the next stream. Ah, Essie, uh, one more question, and that's the last question today. Air and heiress. So, air and heiress is an example of gendered nouns. Now, we don't have that many of these in English, but you have things like actor, Actress. Uh, waiter. Waitress. Host. Hostess. Um, and these are, on the one half, are male people. So an actor is a male performer on stage or screen. Uh, an actress is a female performer on stage or screen. A waiter is the male person who takes your order and brings your food. A waitress is a female person who takes your order and brings your food. A host is a male person who is the, in charge of the party. 
a hostess is a female person in charge of a party. Um, and so heir is someone who inherits money from someone else, so if someone dies they get money or houses or something, and an heiress is just the female version of that, an heir or an heiress. Um, and so, uh, I hope that answers your question. An heir is a male person, so your son would be your heir, your daughter would be your heiress, if that makes sense. Everyone, it's time to go and enjoy your weekend. So thank you for watching. I look forward to seeing you all very soon. I will be doing streams from Monday next week, and I will see you all then. Until then, my friends, goodbye.